discretion is advised as we cover many an insane movie and numerous cult TV phenomenons. Now, are you ready to get jacked up? Are you with us? Then listen on. Alrighty, and we're back with the show. I'm your host, Cam Sullivan, and I got Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. How are you? I am very fine, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that's great. And then I got Candy Allison Smith, Horror Maestro. How are you? Groovy. Groovy. Okay. And being the humongous fans of the show that everybody loves, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the ultimate bad movie riffing show. Uh, renowned in pop culture and I decided you know what how about we take 10 episodes that fall into the action movie category and we recast them we redo them (laughs) it's going to be an interesting show so starting up I'm going to let Daniel take it off okay oh boy here we go Uh, Uh, I don't mean that way but (laughs) take off (laughs) for 10 (laughs) Starting with one of their greatest of all time, the Pew Mayman. The Puma Man. Puma Man. Good one. Great science fiction uh, action movie. Well, well, not great, but they were fired on all four cylinders for that one. They really let it happen. Yeah. Where was it made again? <laughs> like so many different cultures in that damn movie. <laughs> um, but geez, recasting it—that's actually a challenge. Um, let's see. <laughs> For, for the Pumayman himself, I think I'd actually have, uh, of all people, I would probably cast, um, who's the actor that's Leonard on The Big Bang Theory? I'm sorry. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. He'd be a good Pumayman. As in, <laughs> as in an early useless superhero who pawns everything on his sidekick. Would he actually be talking in Sheldon mode or would he just be doing his whole own actual laid back self? <laughs> um, that's actually a good question. Um, I guess his usual self. A few episodes back, I had two guys, one Canuck, and we were talking we're sitcoms, and we were all like in agreement that Big Bang Theory is not worth his weight and shit, let alone gold. <laughs> and my mother tried to um, force me into that show. I can't be left off. Sorry. Now, let's see. For, for, for the Aztec sidekick, um, I would definitely have Dave Bautista of Guardians of the Galaxy and mm, WWE. Good. Good, I, I yeah. that. Yes. He, he, he could totally fit that corny mold and he's got the physique for it he's huge and he's, um improved on his acting but yeah he could definitely add a lot more respectability to an otherwise bz grade movie fest well i'm thinking more <laughs> in terms of i could totally see him going even crazier and even more over the top with it oh okay there, there you go <laughs> even more crazy than in blade runner 2 and guardians gotcha <laughs> And uh, as the bad guy, instead of Donald Pleasance, hmm, <laughs> let's have him continue. You let's replace have, him? <laughs> let, let's have him continue to fill Donald Pleasance's shoes. Malcolm McDowell. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay. I was, I, you know, I was just thinking that when you saw that, too. I was like, I bet he picked that. <laughs> Different Halloween actor, <laughs> but same role, coincidentally. <laughs> but hiding behind the mask still. Oh, okay. Okay, so keeping the mysterious looming villain. <laughs> Okay, I like that. <laughs> and and let, let's just all 
join together in a little chorus here just to say, now, boom, a man, he mm-hmm. fights like a man. like a moron. <laughs> Candy, what should number nine be? Well, um, I have Mitchell prepared. Um, now, I did <laughs> do a servo from Werewolf or Wolf or whatever, um, where he was kind of like working outside the line. So it's just pretty weird um, at some parts. Uh, for Mitchell, I was trying to think of, you know, some dad bod guy that I can't really root for. And I, I came up with Seth Rogen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hate the guy. But, I mean, I just think he could really do the role. I, I can see it. Uh, for Mistretta, in keeping with that vein, I have Michael Sarah. Because yeah, he was kind of like this whiny, incompetent, you know, but, you know, the dude, you know, Mistretta. Uh, um, yeah. Okay, and, and Jamie was played by John Saxon, you know, his staff was cut out of the, uh, the scene with him, was cut so out of bad, the, the episode. Yeah. Right. The main baddie. Um, yeah, many countless. I left, I left it as John Saxon. I mean, he's still going. He looks good. I, and I, I, I have this thing for John Saxon. I just really couldn't replace him. Bruce Lee. <laughs> Not <didn't>. in my heart. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah. For uh, the Linda Evans role, uh, I think her name's Greta or something. You know, the prostitute that uh, is in love <laughs> with Mitchell for whatever reason. I don't know why. And some of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen. Uh, the baby oil, etc. Uh, Heather Graham, because she's kind of good. Baby oil! <laughs> they even make fun of it in the follow-up Chodon movie, Final Justice. We're drinking baby oil. We're drinking yeah. baby oil! <laughs> and that's just like a small role, because, you know, Galano, the, uh, the the big guy, you know, that Mistretta well, talks Mistretta. to. Always like, I told Mistretta to talk to Galano, but, you know... Uh, He's the older Italian guy. I had uh, like Robert De Niro at his age now playing that role. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else. You know? I think you should have Robert De Niro as Mitchell, actually. <laughs> That's not too far off at this stage. <laughs> uh, He'd yeah. at least make and it then, more credible, even though, although probably still just as unlikable, like you're talking to me, bitch. <laughs> make love to me. And then. Though. I don't have the body for that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> dad bods, you know, I think are awesome. I, I'm, I'm totally into dad bods. I, I just think men should not be ashamed to have dad bods. Just like women need to have body positivity. Men do I'm too. not sla- slamming okay. anybody, but at the same time, like there are some people who's like, I just want them to kiss. I don't need to see them. No, you know, no, I'll put your shirt back on. Yeah, I, I don't. I, <laughs> Whatever, you know, everyone is beautiful and ugly in a way, you know, if you if that makes sense. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, I it, just know your limit. <laughs> yeah, you do need to know, you know, yeah. And then, um, this is kind of random, but I'm a huge SpongeBob SquarePants fan. So, oh, for Benton the Butler, I picked uh, Bill Fagerbacky. Um, he, um, some people Thanks, know him, he played Tom Cullen. <laughs> But, you know, he plays Patrick uh, oh. on Spongebob. So I, I, I kind of, you know, I, yeah. And I want him to use the Patrick star voice when he <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, Woo. <laughs> you know, I can't do a very good Patrick. I do a decent Spongebob. But, and then for James Arthur Cummins, who was played by Martin Balsam, 
who I really like. He was in great movies. He was in Psycho. You know, he's in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, whatever. But uh-huh. I picked, and this is my really, really random one. Um, you know about my Humphrey Bogart obsession. Uh, picked Humphrey Bogart, but like in his late, late career, like not too long before he died. So you know, kind of older, craggy. Um, you know, Humphrey Bogart. So you know, give a little bit of like. Okay, so you're going with a potential. What if? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I was he, playing. I was playing around with that one. I'm like, I even cancer and yeah, had been able to make it to the finish line and be just another just bizarre supporting role. <laughs> yeah. Still and, cliche mobster person, but not <laughs> not over the top, or definitely not classic forties <laughs> noir. Yeah, and what's funny is, because, you know, when you watch Mitchell, this is my last little note on the movie, um, at the end they say, oh, you know, I think it's Kevin, well, Servo, says, oh, do you mind if we uh, rip off the end of uh, Key Largo? Which they do, which is a Humphrey Bogart movie. And I have Humphrey Bogart playing, you know, Martin Boston's character of Promise, which is the shootout with, you know, him and Mitchell. So I'm like, I just thought that was kind of ironic and, and, and neat in a way. So, you know, rip off one of his movies. It it would be interesting to see who would... Okay, so who would direct, let alone set up and storyboard this whole end rip-off action sequence that is so not wrong at all? (laughs) Depends on how you want to go with it, you know? Like, do we want it, like, tension-filled? Because Mitchell failed at that. It it wasn't very tension-filled at all. It was just kind of lame. He did rip off two Largo. They didn't do it as well. Um, so I don't. Would I don't this know, be all naked can, gun, or add, would this like, be? Edge. Yeah, would this be a uh, updated new age noir crime thriller that would have otherwise starred Liam Neeson or Denzel? Would it, or would it be just a bad? Spoof? Or maybe just. <laughs> you know, I. It's hard to take that movie seriously. So, I don't know. Maybe just throw <laughs> Frank Miller in there and do something real edgy, weird. Oh well, my you know, god! Just to, just oh, to, no. I don't know. <laughs> If we're Please, just, you know, going outside the boundaries and the lines here, why not just have fun with it? So, yeah, let's just see what he could do with it. <laughs> there you go. That's All righty. So I think you've uh, <laughs> um, pushed us to our limit. And speaking of which, <laughs> I'm at number eight. I am going to redo everybody's favorite Kim Cattrall movie, City Limits. Oh, in a dystopian future, teens ride motorcycles in abandoned cities and get into dispute with gangs. It's the perfect, just standoffish, crappy view of future hell. And <laughs> I gotta say, uh, uh, it's a pretty complex cast, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I just think this actually could have been a fun camp movie. And uh surprisingly variety actually did give this a good review <laughs> uh good luck getting anyone else to agree with that but uh yeah so i would redo this in the style of the rollerblade remake but have it be way more kind of cyberpunkish kind of like dread or either version of robocop i would have it be way more just laid back and straightforward uh maybe give it kind of a luke basson kind of feel like District B-13, and then I'd, I'd have the main uh, dude, Whitey. <laughs> There's some pretty, pretty uh, politically un- incorrect names in this one. I would probably have him be played by someone with way more charm. Uh, 
I'd probably give it to uh, Chris Evans. <laughs> just, <laughs> Captain America fame. Just have him just play around with this unusual futuristic role. Have him add some humor. Because Ryan Reynolds is way too overused. Uh, I'd have... Yeah, I'd have Yogi, who was Radon Chong's character. I'd probably replace her even with Carrie Washington. <laughs> just, and just uh, have her add the charm and fun to this. Uh, Kim Cattrall's character, Wickings, <laughs> would probably be played by Charlie Theron. Because <laughs> that's pretty much the equivalent of who we have nowadays. Uh and Robbie Benson's miscast Carver role, I would probably give to who's another hammy actor. Um, oh hell, I'll just give it to Bill Shatner. <laughs> and just, just play around with that. And <laughs> uh, James Earl Jones's Albert character would, I'd give it to Lenny James, well-known British actor. He's been in everything. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's great. And I'd have there be way more visual effects. I'd update all those flying copters and other motorcycles. Give it, uh, well, we're definitely going to have to Nine Inch Nails or Crystal Method it up here with the score. I'd <laughs> maybe Rockstein. even Chemical Brothers. Yeah, there you go. Rockstein. I and... love Chemical Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really just give it a run for its money, so to speak. <laughs> uh, I would just make it even be more campy. And I I definitely wouldn't have any stock footage or just random disjointed edits. I would have it probably even be just a TV show pilot <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> uh, and that's it. So what should number seven be? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm up. Sure. Outlaw of Gore. Mm, okay, okay. Um, now, let me just say that I did try to read a couple of uh, John Norman's Gore books, and oh, Lord. Like, <laughs> like Candy mentioned Frank Miller. Like, John Norman makes Frank Miller look like a progressive feminist. Oh, my. <laughs> like, just wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the only word. Wow. They wow. down so much that movie, which is why it's even more hilarious to me now. Man. But, uh, talking about the recasting, okay, so as uh, our hero, Cabot, whose name cannot be repeated enough. Cabot! 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 I think I'd actually go with Liam Hemsworth, just because he's God. always going to be, he's just always going to be the brother of Chris Hemsworth, and he knows it, so he'll always be in the shadow, trying to be the action hero. But he is low-key hot. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can look at that. Oh. Uh, anyway, moving on. <laughs> sorry. No, sorry, I can help myself. We're all going to talk about sexy actors on this show, so it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm just the feminine, you know, intellectual. Oh, in, 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 in place of Jack Talents as uh, Zanos, the evil wizard there, <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Is just, he gonna just be picture him and those freaking outfits? Is he gonna be shouting at a chair? And he's gonna squint in him. Okay. He's gonna be shouting at a chair. You must get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you took it from me. <laughs> um, as, as the as the annoying sidekick who keeps saying Cabot's name over and over again in the desert. Uh, um, just shoot me now. 
Um, yeah. I, I know he doesn't look the same as he did when he did Seinfeld, but Wayne Knight. Yes. Newman. Yeah. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that working. Do it. He's, Do he's, it. He's thinner than he was as Newman. He lost a lot of weight, but I could still see him doing it. And um, <laughs> as our evil queen, I, I forget the character's name, Aaliyah Ramini. Maybe. Just because I could see her delivering her lines in a total, I really don't give a shit. Can I get my check now? Kind of. Uh, well, you know, yeah, you're kind of ruining it here for me, but yeah, go go for it. Just see what happens. <laughs> Just be a half hour sitcom. Because <laughs> <sighs> Outlaw Gore totally wasn't a sitcom set on another planet. <laughs> uh, you know, that'd be an interesting mix. <laughs> Here's a sitcom in outer space, and fuck you, laugh track. <laughs> and because and I could totally picture them doing the host segment, instead of pounds on pounds, it's Eastwood on Eastwood. <laughs> it sounds like a porno. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you for that lovely image. Oh, you kind of went there. So <laughs> on this. Okay, Candy, what is number six? Um, okay, this is hastily thrown together, so might need some help and input. Um, I picked Final Justice because I'm, you know, Jenna Baker. I, I, I watched this episode probably more, it's one in one of my top ten episodes of watch, but Mitchell. I just can't stop watching Yeah, so oh Final God. Justice, uh, for Geronimo, you know, uh, Thomas Geronimo the third. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's they, an awesome at, name. at one point in the, in, in the episode, one, it's it's funny that he's supposed to be Apache, and I look at Jared Baker, and Apache is like the furthest thing from my mind, but okay. Um, yeah. So, but at one point in the episode, they're like, Meatloaf, Texas Ranger. And I'm like, oh my god, Meatloaf could be this role. So I love Meatloaf. <laughs> I and for love. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great. And, and for Maria, you know, his uh, Maltese police yeah. chick. You know, that for some reason doesn't have a weapon. I don't know what kind of rank of cop she is there or how it works, but. Ghost uh, part reason, of Spain get... or <laughs> whatever. Oh, no, actually, actually oh, it goes, even though it's clearly filmed in parts of Italy, I think. So it's just like. It's yeah. actually, yeah, it's totally filmed in Malta. Um, Grit and Clark, who did the movie, did quite a few movies that they've done on Retracts and Mystery Space Theater. Um, he got the funding for the movie to like uh for like they, they, it came from Malta because they wanted to kind of get like hey come to Malta it's beautiful here which the movie really didn't capture um no I think that it, kind of failed anyways but, this was basically taken before it was cool <laughs> yeah so so for Maria <laughs> I have I can't picture anyone but Salma Hayek but we'd have to give her a Maltese accent I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's you, can get girl. you can get Monica Belushi if you're still setting it in Italy. Um, no, not sure. Not I, that one. Okay. I don't know. Uh, I, I just picture Salma Hayek, and like, girl. I think you could add like a little bit of badassery to the role, you know, because Maria yeah. was very demure, and you know, like, like if we're doing meatloaf, like, let's just really push the envelope here. Um, Better yeah, yet, you could him, just um, do a just do a switch. Just have Selma Hayek be the main hero and Meatloaf is the support. <laughs> it would work. The only like way that. anyone's... I, I know, but it's just, this the only way anyone's going to see this goddamn movie. So. <laughs> yeah, and then for uh, whatever Sergeant 
they call him tiramisu i cannot remember his name but the little oh. angry guy who runs the malted police um, yeah the bureaucrat who keeps locking him up and then keeps yeah uh, and he gives letting him go like, super angry and then at keeps him. locking him up again it's just like god damn just keep him in the jail cell <laughs> yeah they even commented on that in the movie they're like um so he's gonna go back to jail and then come back out or we're just gonna keep doing this forever and ever until we die basically um, right but yeah for, so playing so playing him um tiramisu guy um sergeant tiramisu or whatever uh i have tom savini and i know i'm, I'm gonna bring him up every every episode so <laughs> buckle up, buckle up. Trademark. i watched yeah, a great documentary them. about him and and he he was he started out as an actor so um i have him i can see him playing a small angry man because he is kind of a small angry man <laughs> and then just totally uh, just like yeah, yeah, you know what uh, i'm gonna let you go <laughs> <laughs> i'm totally letting you go just uh be sure to I hope you survive so you can do all the paperwork for me because I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And then um, for Palermo, I, I I don't really know. I mean, I, I, I'm getting like flashes of ideas. I wrote down Al Pacino. <laughs> so I'm thinking of somebody who would be oh. Al Pacino. Loki gets on, he Loki gets on my nerves. I mean, I'm sorry he does. There's something about the way that he talks. It's just really annoying. And and he has yeah. Palermo, the you guy who plays Palermo. Yeah, he, talk like this. yeah, he, yeah, he, he totally uh, yeah. is just I, has I, that I, annoying way of speaking and acting. Like I could see Pacino doing it. I'm not Pacino. I, yeah, it works in some movies like Dog Day Afternoon and Heat. But yeah, like you say, the rest of the time he really didn't stretch himself all that much. Besides any given Sunday, he was pretty much angry Italian guy who we get because he's an A-lister. And it's like, well, there's plenty of other Italian guys who, who are can- you? <laughs> right. Stupid fucking cunt. You just yeah, cost so, me a million and, dollars. I mean, and when you think about it, like him as in the Palermo role, like I think it would work really well. But that that's where my casting ended. Uh so it's pretty I, much Sama Hayek's machete, basically. Yeah. Machete. <laughs> and just like they got the narrow in machete. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as play the sheriff who gets shot twice due to a bad edit, <laughs> it would have to be the director. I want to keep that. that OK, so Robert Rodriguez is in this. He's and he's getting shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because uh, Grant and Clark, you know, I, I, a lot of directors think they're Hitchcock. I'm like, I'm going to cameo on all my films. Um, no, Stanley's different. You know, it's a comic book thing. And I don't really watch those movies anyway, but I, Stanley was a legend. That yeah, was cool. He's allowed to do that. Hitchcock was allowed to do that. But uh, Grant and Clark, I don't know. <laughs> I wish Spielberg would actually do it more often. Even Antoine Fuqua, and it's like they don't play ball, but that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with everyone not dicking around, and you know, because let's play badminton. There's that, and it seems like everyone does it just because. And it's like, does this actually have anything to do with the rest of it? Like, I would understand if it was a budget thing, and you just need someone to play the mom or dad for five seconds you know but <laughs> like really why, why are you in the back just washing a car or arresting someone it's not that funny <laughs> oh <clears throat> so oh do tell number five escape 2000 okay. also known as escape from the bronx yeah i almost watched that last night <laughs> it's actually not a bad uncut movie but I can totally see why it was perfect for, you know, the formula, which was, you know, and 
if you weren't familiar with the first one, it is kind of a disjointed mess, but it's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but at the same time, I mean, it's just, uh, there's just something about this post-apocalyptic ripping off the, both the warriors and escape from New York <laughs> and just Warriors. having these gangs fighting each other, as well as the crooked government. This was basically the purge slash death wish updated for the eighties. <laughs> Oh, God. So, who am I going to have to play as trash? I'll probably go... Lot Nalea Quigley? That's funny, but uh, last I checked, uh, Lena did not have a dick, so, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm probably going to... That's made apparent in Return of the Living Dead. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) She is completely nude. Yeah. I'll I'll have her be... And I thank uh, her well, there you go. I'll have her be the parent of Trash. I'll have her be Trash's mom. <laughs> Trash's back. mom has got it going Oh, on. my God. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And Trash, I'm going to have him be played by... I need someone with charm for once who actually is... Who does... Who is a ladies' man and who is actually a badass in some respect. I'm going to go with Antonio Banderas. All right. <laughs> just just because I he, he needs more post apocalyptic movies. Well and I don't think anyone has a problem with him. Let's to check. So uh yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Are you pulling a Billy Zane there? He's a really cool guy. <laughs> um I love the Billy Zane and uh, better yet, I'll have him be President Clark. Just because he almost always appears in B movies nowadays, so there you go. He'll be President Clark, and he'll be just hamming it up, being like, "Oh, who do I gotta kill today?" <laughs> <laughs> I approve this. And the Henry Silver. Oh, by the way, I lie. I lie. <laughs> yeah. Demon Knight. There you go, Demon Knight. Perfect. And better yet. As a throwback, I'll even have him take out a giant sniper rifle as a throwback, too. Well, you know, sniper. <laughs> also good. He can even have some kind of uh, eye patch, like in the Phantom, and be like a killer rapist, like in Dead Calm. So there you go. I'm pretty. This is pretty much a homage. And also a rich knob, like in Titanic. Oh, well, there you go. And he'll actually blow up a cruise liner just to set an example as the president. So, <laughs> there you go. personal note from Candy. I met him two years ago. The most gentlemanly man I have ever met. I've got pictures of him. And I was just, I like, so... Friendly. He is very suave, very friendly, very gentlemanly. I mean, just a wonderful guy. But, Absolutely. You know, and then you watch... When I was, um, you know, my hormonal days, uh, that's when Demonite came out. And boy, <laughs> my hormones go a little nuts for him. And even bald, and I do not get into bald guys. He is Boys he's like a melt very, butter. very attractive. <laughs> yeah. Now, do, do tell. Uh, I knew one asshole, and I knew he was a big, big liar, always talking shit about people wanting attention. So uh, he had a bad story about Billy, but... I don't believe any of it because. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't believe well, it. Well, knowing him, I mean, what he even said, he's like, oh, he thinks he's the shit. I'm like, or maybe he's just cool and laid back. He, that doesn't mean very, that. He is very laid back. 
<laughs> he he's just laid back. So why is that a bad thing? And he was just going around just talking shit about different people he had worked with. And it's like, you know what? You're not famous. You're not even working on anything that's worth a shit. Maybe you should just can it and go on to your next gig. Sometimes <laughs> people do that for like their own ego boost. You know what I mean? Like this person's bad, which makes me somehow feel better about myself. All right. He's a danger to himself and others. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so casting the main kill uh, killer cop squad, uh, Henry Silver role, Floyd, I'm going to have him be played by... I'm actually going to have him be played by Bruce Willis. Just, <laughs> just like the ultimate bald squad. Just, just going around, just being like... Uh, Not well, No, because I need someone who is just smart ass and just all over the top i i, I, I can't I, I can't have someone who's a tree <laughs> all right. uh i'm gonna have strike played by Giancarlo carlo uh the buddy of trash i'm gonna have him be played by frank grillo yep brought him up again because he's awesome in the purge and various other movies probably one of the few legit action stars we have nowadays sorry uh, he's better than Jason Statham. <laughs> now, That's not hard to be. Well, I have nothing wrong with Jason Statham, but at the same time, his movies just feel like throwbacks, and he did take his sweet time becoming his own deal. And it's like, well, when all the Planet Hollywood guys and other guys, you know, were pretty much had it all figured out, it's just like, well, you took your sweet time, dude. <laughs> You're in so much garbage. <laughs> Uh, so, and then I'm going to have the radio operator be played by uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, because he seems like the ideal guy who would star in one of these uncanny movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the role calls for a mustache, so I'm sure he'd look very amusing with that. <laughs> Porn star stash. Yeah, there you go. And I'm sure he'd do it because he'd be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so number four, what action movie should we remake? Who wants to go? Well, this is not exactly action because there wasn't a whole lot of action, but I believe that's what it's listed as. Overdrawn the memory bank. Oh, shoot me Such now. a great episode. Yeah. Oh, they were going on all four cylinders for that one. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it could have been a good movie, and it aired on PBS, so it was good enough at the time, but yeah, it, and, you could totally starred, make a crazy... Starred, like, a really phenomenal actor, Raul Julia. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh amazing actor. I was about to say that, yeah. So, if you were but, to but read They've this... all done something they look at and say, uh, later uh, on in their lives. I'm sure he didn't give it a second thought, because it was just public TV that he was on, but yeah, if you were to remake this as a today's world kind of mindfuck of a psychological thriller, what would it be like? <laughs> well, starting with recasting, and I'm kind of getting in the time machine here, because <laughs> for Raw Julia's part, I would want the young Bruce Campbell, the one from, like, Maniac Cop. Yes. Yes. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. You, you, know, yes. you know, these days, I think he's gotten a little too much into his persona to be able to do it convincingly, but at least his younger self could do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and as the only other character anyone cares about, the fat man, <laughs> I would want Marlon Brando, but I mean Island of Dr. Moreau, Marlon Brando. Oh, God. Yeah. 
when he was real big. <laughs> not, not just that he was that fat, but he had totally stopped giving a flying you-know-what about acting and was just phoning it in the whole time. There you go. Okay. No, that's great. Um, and who's going to play some of the various other bizarre characters in this goddamn movie? Yeah. Apollonia. Are, are yet, who, I'm, I'm really curious. Who are you gonna is this going to be a Christopher Nolan shit fest, or is this going to be some different kind of shit fest? Actually, Nolan's not a terrible choice, because he is so fond of overly convoluted plot twists that you know right. he'd have a field day with this kind of movie. Well, I mean, there's good Nolan movies, and they're, like Memento, and then there's bad Nolan movies like Dark Knight Rises, so, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so, let me see. Uh, g- give me some help here. What were some other characters you remember? Because really, only... I, I Apollonia, really... the, the chick with the, or her hand on her ear that they kept making fun of, Apollonia. God. Yeah, you know, there the was love a few, interest. There was a few morbidly abuse, uh, obese people. There was a lot of just other just people with distorted voices. And there was, like, a host of the area, like, welcome, you know, some shit like that. Hmm, let's see here. You got, How about just the female lead? Who do you want to be the female lead who's going to, you know, Ooh. be inside his mind and be telling him all this stuff? And follow <laughs> in love. I'll help you out mm. here. I'll, uh, I love okay. Person of Interest, which is by Chris's arguably superior brother, Jonathan. I'm going to have the actress from that, Sarah Sahi be the main lead on this since she's no stranger to cyberpunk type movies. Interesting choice. Interesting choice. Yeah, I think she'd have the charisma and just appeal to make everyone just be like, you're in a different kind of world. So, boom. <laughs> and and I think we could say this would be one of those where it'd be like an episode of Goosebumps where they keep hmm. waking up only to find out they're in a dream. And then wake <laughs> right? up and we're still in a dream. And then they wake up and we're still in a dream. Right. This is pretty much every other Twilight Zone Star Trek trope, but in the worst possible way. But we're trying to make it actually be more welcome in a and, and popular. Know, actually, since you mentioned Star Trek, well, let's find someplace for Brent Spiner in this. OK, yeah, no, he can be like the creator of the whole division. <laughs> uh, you can even have. Uh, oh, fuck it. Just have one of the be one of the off color characters be played by Joe Estevez. I was going to say Will Wheaton. Oh, oh, Will Wheaton can Wheaton. be in Yes, yes, please. Yeah. He can be in there. He's the non-script guy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Who's going to do the score for this? He was a big from my youth, so I, I approve Will Wheaton. I never had an you issue with a crush on Will Wheaton. I, I did. I, I, I have weird tastes in men, sorry. But, I, <laughs> I was, in a way. I was young. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was like Wesley, but I was definitely like Will Wheaton, where I didn't I was very cynical. I didn't really belong anywhere. So, I mean, I, I totally relate to him on many levels. So. Shut up! And he's an absolute nerd, too, like, in real life. But so. he's, like, he's, the he's best cool. kind of nerd because he doesn't, he doesn't... He doesn't force himself on anyone and doesn't act like you're a moron if you disagree with him. He is he just... Does, he doesn't like, do the, you know, I'm a nerd, I'm so cool thing. He's just like, yeah, I'm a nerd. So yeah, no, he doesn't do what everyone on Big Bang Theory where they ruin geekdom for all of us, so, you know. <laughs> we didn't talk about that. <laughs> well, that, that was a running thing on Big Bang Theory that of all people yeah. my mom loved was how the characters have a feud with Will Wheaton going on. Well, I mean, he was probably the only good thing about that goddamn show, so, I mean, uh, and now I'm giving it way too much credibility than it 
marriage. Yeah. So moving on to what is going to be number three, Candy? Um, now, I, I kind of also went outside the lines, but I, I picked from uh, season 11. Uh, That's great. Uh, so we, this is Jonah era. Uh, I no, I was with Hercules. Um, yes. Yes. I'm just big dude crush on uh on Jonah right now. Um, love the Hercules. Um, I I do love the Hercules movies, but that Same. one's probably I'm, my favorite of all the mystery science theater ones. And no, I went stupid on this one because I just really did this on the fly. So for her care, the hurt character, which was played uh by uh. You know Jane Mansfield's husband. What yeah, is Mariska his name? Mickey Hart, Mickey Hargaday. There it is. I, I knew it was there. Right. Um, they kept making Eddie Vedder jokes, so I cast Eddie Vedder in his first starring role. He is her kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it was either up. that. Uh, yeah, it was either that or um, Van Damme. So there you go. Hit the gym <laughs> a bit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, he he was probably. I mean, Eddie Vedder would be a lot more articulate than Mickey Hargaday. Bless his heart was. Um, and for Dianera, or Dianera, they say eight million ways. Um, Jonah makes a a joke when Jane Mansfield's you know name pops up because she's the one that plays Dianera, and right. um, says the thinking man's Betty Page. And I thought Betty oh. Page because she wears eight million wigs anyway. And you know Jane Mansfield herself actually wore wigs. She it was you never yeah, saw her real. She hair. did. That's why when she died in that car wreck, everybody said she was decapitated. But what it was, was her wig came off. And when they had the wreck that killed her, she was not Uh. decapitated. It was her wig. Weird, morbid fact. You know, do whatever you want with it. Anyway, so Betty Page as DNA. The mullet guy, I can't remember his name because they look funny. Okay. The Hercules. Hercules story, it's it's Greek, and as we know, the Romans conquered the Greeks, and they just took their shit, and they renamed it and made it Roman. And they go back and forth in this movie between, you know, saying, I am the son of Zeus, and then I am the son of Jupiter, and I'm like, so <laughs> are you Roman or Greek? I don't know what's happening here. What's, what's happening? Okay. But yeah, Moa, the guy, I have Billy Ray Cyrus, because I just suffered through radical death. Oh. And it was <laughs> it was so disturbing. I ran out of vomit and had to ask Mike for something. Why didn't you give it to someone who's beloved, like I don't know, Richard Dean Anderson? <laughs> don't because my grief, he, because my this guy sucks. <laughs> because Malachi sucks and Billy Cyrus also sucks. So I thought well, it was but really. Richard Dean Anderson's <laughs> awesome. So I mean, why not make the role awesome as opposed but, to shitty? No, yeah, no, no, no. We're going we're going full shitstorm with us. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and 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 you'll see because for Hippolyta, the you know the chick who, you know, would turn you know like have the guys fall in love with her and then turn them into trees, where they slowly died. Um, I cast his daughter, <laughs> She seems like the type that would you know suck life out of men and turn them into fucking trees. <laughs> and then kill some of her they Amazon bitches, you know, for telling on her. So, she was dating you know, a lot I of actors like, who were basically wood and trees, so there you go. I mean, it makes sense. It, so you know, and and the rest of the characters really aren't that important, but you know, there is some action. You may see a really bad um, Hydra fighting sequence that they kind of on really well. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. there's my random cast for Loves of Hercules. <laughs> uh, that is a great choice, and that's a great movie to remake. Uh, damn. Well, you made my life easier. Now, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna figure out number two and one. And number two is killerfish. Oh, good one. Good one. Also you also went situation. outside the line. Yeah. I, I didn't I, know if anybody I, was going to do, like, new stuff. And it, it's listed as horror, but it's pretty action-packed. I mean, it, invo- it involves a bunch of thieves in a very convoluted heist trying to retrieve, a, you know, a bunch of gold and money at the bottom of a piranha sea. <laughs> yeah. And last night, you know, actually, I told you I almost watched Escape 2000. I I decided on Killerfish instead. That was episode of the night last night. So uh, I, I'm pretty fresh on that one. Uh, well, and that has my favorite Michael J. Nelson character, Toblerone, who actually survived. <laughs> and by, much like John Saxon, uh, he everyone thinks he dies. He actually survives, vice versa. But I mean, <laughs> in the but going off of the TV edit, it is kind of funny. And then. Technically, he's still alive because Mike's playing him in the in-host segment. <laughs> Talk to me, Pearl. <laughs> so, Killer Fish is, is the very... I'm going to have Jim Jermush, because he's like the only awkward, unusual, bizarre filmmaker who I think could handle this premise and actually make it pretty fucking cool. Uh, you know, in a ghost dog uh, uh, kind of way. Um, I'm going to have... I'm going to have the Lee Majors role, Robert Lasky, be played by Dolph Lundgren. Oh, hell yeah. Because I legit That's, actually... Yeah. Dolph, and <laughs> I, I can actually, unlike any other action star, I can actually take Dolph as anything. Like, tell me he's I, a... I, tell, I tell me he's a doctor, I'll believe it. If, if that was Arnold or Stallone, I would not buy it for a minute. But if it, it's Dolph... Over, I will test you. Yeah, I'm. I must break your intestine. Oh, oh. but um, funny story. In real life, he has a PhD. Right, that's where I'm going off of, and I'm also like, I mean, he's played different roles. I mean, he's played Olympians, he's played drug dealers, and you know, cartel guy. Right, and I mean, he was perfect for He Man. I'm sorry, the movie might not be there. The movie was awful, but he was a good He Man. Yeah, and I, I would totally watch. Uh, he should totally do an Adult Swim parody and him be the voice of He-Man again. <laughs> or better yet, just play <laughs> Or even do it live action. I don't care. But have it be awesome. Have Eric Andre... Oh, this is going to help me figure out the rest of the casting for this goddamn thing. Yeah, Killer Fish. I'm going to have the Karen Black character Kate be played by Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and, fun story, by the way. Yeah, we were talking about James Mansfield earlier. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but... I sometimes do uh, background work in television in New York City. Nice. Uh, last, last April, I did an episode of Law and Order for you. Fuck yeah. And uh, as I was walking out of our, the background holding area, Mar- Mariska Hargitay comes barreling around the corner. I almost walked face first right into her chest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Highlight of my life, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm sure she's gorgeous. She looks exactly like her mother. And James right? Mansfield was gorgeous. But, uh, but, gorgeous. But, but I, I, I just said, oh, sorry, excuse me. And she kept walking like I didn't exist. Well, I mean, that's her job. <laughs> Go in and sit lines. But uh, I've, I've known a, uh, yeah, I bet. I've, I know a few people who have been on shows like that. And they say, is like, you cannot say anything. You can't even list yourself as an extra. They will <laughs> take it very serious. But uh, it would definitely be a great show to do background or guest star work on <laughs> no, so Robin Williams. yes exactly um there's kind Sorry, of a Robin. Robin 
There's kind of a lot of Robin William characters in this goddamn killer fish movie. <laughs> just... I'm gonna have the Margot Hemingway character be play uh, Gabriel be played by um Gina Carano. <laughs> and just have her change her to actually kind of a tough gal instead of a you know Harlan type character that she comes off of. Yeah. And I'm gonna have the they joke how this one morbidly obese dude, I must have something against fat people because that's the second or third joke, fat joke I made on the show. Um, uh, there's actually a guy who they joke in the movie riff who looks like Louis Anderson. So I'm like, what the hell? Have him actually be played by Louis Anderson. <laughs> I'm Louis Anderson. <laughs> uh, perfect. And I'm going to have... Uh, one of the other deceptive dudes, Max or Tom, I'm going to have him be played by uh, Michael J. White. I'm just going to change it up, have there be some other respectable talent, and then I'll have Hans be played by Christoph Waltz. And just, oh, I love uh, Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. Oh, God. Right. I just love him. Have a very distorted, very edgy, unusual kind of movie. Uh, have it take off and see what happens. And I'm going to have uh, the script be by uh, Chinatown's best, uh, Robert Town. <laughs> he's going to spice up this. Uh, well, you know, he's going to spice this f- fucking thing up. Better yet, I'll even have uh, Ollie be played by Jack Nicholson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Today's Jack Nicholson. So uh, take it off. And... It'll be an interesting heist movie. Now, number one. Oh, number one that we got to recast. Uh, Future War. Also known as... Oh, man. Why didn't I think of that one? I well, guess it's my favorite. My favorite episode of all time. I didn't even think of it. There you go. And have it be the most bizarre Jurassic Park uh, Terminator slash Running Man slash... Um, Please tell me you're giving like the creature effects more than five dollars for the movie. Oh <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be puppets in this. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. I mean, we could actually use actual. Roger Corman sold all his estate, so we could actually use leftover stuff from that, but actually use it well, as opposed to being consistent like in the movie where they were using actual stuff from that was left over from Carnosaur sets, and then doing all the unconvincing puppets and just like, yeah, no, that doesn't work that way. You gotta, you, if you want to do, we, we would advertise it as, you know, return to practical effects, like, uh, you know, Harry Hassan or most of Jurassic Park one. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you some lenience. Who do you want to have be the main, Ooh. uh, Jean-Claude gosh darn in this? Who do you want to have be the main escaped fugitive Ooh. with the collar on him? Um, I think the guy, uh, Daniel, what is his name, that played him, I think he's kind of dreamy. He is still very young looking and very good looking. I would keep him. Okay, so we, we'll we remake this movie. And he his acting has improved now that he's working with the John Wick guys since. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely. So, and he still looks great. So, yeah, do that. That's, I mean, that's my vote. Okay, uh, who's going to be the nun? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Kay Seagal. Okay, well, okay. Kay Seagal, Peg, from, from Married Children. <laughs> okay. Well, um, okay. <laughs> She's a great actress. I, I, I wouldn't have picked her, but, I mean, it's a different day. I was, I was 
thinking of all the blondes, I guess. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, who's going to write and direct? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Okay, perfect. We're going to so make this great. Spielberg's going to wait. Better yet, yeah, this is going to be a TV pilot. He's going to direct and he's going to splice it up and actually make it be kind of. Uh, he'll even advertise it from the producers of Terra Nova and Jurassic Park. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, and yeah, there you go. Better yet, I'm going to have the Russo brothers. I know they get way too much love, but I mean, they did start out on community and arrested development before they started doing all these Marvel movies. So yeah, let's just have them uh, play around with it, add some camp and <laughs> went to it, everything. So it's going to be kind of a campy kind of, yeah. Dinosaur show. With some action. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted the dinosaurs. I think that they were done. Well, I actually, I like the idea of future war, but it's like, like the dog shit on the script and they just went with it or something. I don't know. And they're budget oh, of five dollars. They were like, even credited know, like, as saying, Oh, someday this movie's gonna probably be on Mystery Science Theater and two years later the movie was. It was Yeah, and, and it, it was um in the original run the newest movie that they had ever ripped because it had really not come out too long before they ripped it. Um, and it just had everything Yeah. They'd done other VHS-only movies before, and it just had all the factors of a movie which is trying to tell some kind of non-existent story and failing miserably. But I find it and more watchable very, than most people. Famous scene. Oh, I'm sorry. I find it more watchable than most people, but I can totally understand why you know other people would just find it just you know cancerous, just very it's, just hard to watch. It is. It is my favorite episode. My favorite episode tends to change every couple of years. It, I mean, it's tied with Merlin, um, and that's been kind of oh, what about space? Last, you know, huh? What about uh, pod people or space mutiny? Oh, you know how I feel about pod people. I call it a snoozer, and that that was really. I mean, oh god, I can't comment on as to why. <laughs> We've talked about that before, but um, right. it, it's just it's just not my favorite. Um, I like it. The jokes are funny. The pacing's slow in the movie. And when the pacing is it's also six. slow in the riffing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when, when the pacing in the movie is slow and the riffing is slow, you're really just working. It's it's work. And I want to just sit back and I, I'm like, if the movie's slow, let's do something to speed it up with the revs. But, yeah. So that's, that's what fine. I do about pop people. And Space Mutiny, I, I've just seen it too many times. <laughs> No, so I fine. saw it, you know, when it aired, and and you know, I love it, and it's one that my husband wants to watch, and I'm kind of like internally groaning, like, okay, I've only seen it three thousand times, I need a break, but okay. Kind of how I was with the movie, uh, the Silent Earth that they did, where I was like, I've I've seen it already three times, I gotta take a break, I can't watch it. You gotta, you gotta understand, I watch an episode a night, so right, I, you know, but I tend I tend to work between i have like a top 10 and i tend to watch those like you know i haven't watched this since last week i better watch it tonight you know <laughs> and i go through like a a little you know roulette with it and, and then randomly i'll just be like i just feel like time of the apes i'll watch time of the apes three times in a week and i'm like okay i'm good on that for a while um yeah time of the apes know, i but... saw last year it does hold up and i mean even the gamera movies those are always just too much fun. Oh I mean, my gosh. And everybody has their favorite of the Gamera movies. Mine is Gamera versus Gerion. 
There's um, that. There's I like I kind of like how Crow just even says Gaios. <laughs> yeah. Gaios. It's a. And oh. I believe that's one. Don't don't make fun of me. They made me in a hurry. Oh, uh, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that so. wraps up all the action movies. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of others we did not name that we'll probably do on another episode with, <laughs> when, yeah. we, when we get Ryan Rodriguez and Corey on another one. And boy, howdy. Well, and even if we do the same shit again, well, it'll still be funny just seeing a different take on it. Yeah, it'll just be different because, you know, everybody's thrown in different things and you, you think of different things on different days. So, you know, when the mood um, strikes. Alrighty. So, Candy, uh, where can we find you on social media talking and blogging and various uh, other bad movies? You, you know, I, I, I'm on Instagram. Um, nice. uh, Chemical, Chemical Geisha, Miss Candy. I mostly just do weird makeup and pictures of my cats because uh, I'm not because I'm, I'm kind of focused on writing right now uh, I don't do twitch anymore so nothing to promote um, I'm on Facebook <laughs> and I, I talk about horror a lot on there um, yeah enough. I'm just basically like a personality <laughs> very cool alrighty and well thank you all for listening and please leave some comments please leave some other feedback. We don't do this to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> we do legit suggestions, even. Yeah, something that just says, hey, you know, this is what we're thinking of. And hey, you got to totally do an episode like that. We will take it serious and respond to it, you know, even if it's not our cup of tea. I'm, I'm going to take it on. I, oh, yeah. I'm I, the same way. <laughs> I have no shame. And if it's the most inappropriate thing, I will post it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, me too. And, and so in the long term, um, uh, so what I'm going to do plenty of edits on this goddamn episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, what are we thinking next week? Do we want to do a few other just MST3K movies redone, like sci-fi, redo the sci-fi movie, redo this uh, PSA or crime movie there's plenty of crime movies like mm. i accuse my parents accuse <laughs> oh, <laughs> my parents i would have to claim that one because that yes is, please do because i don't such a classic I, episode but i, I don't I, know I don't talk about the host segment a lot too that's well that would be fine too that's part of the fun we're also talking about the fun of the movie and why it deserves to even be remade in the first place because it's just an out you know it could have been a good movie it's just it's not a good movie but it is fucking entertaining as hell because of the main bad guy and the pretentiousness. You know what else would be great would be um one of my favorite my other favorite episodes is uh the Violent Years, which was written by Edward. I'm a huge Edward fan. I love Violent Years. It's one of it's like a perfect episode. It just really is start to finish. By all means, yeah, let's let's definitely take that down. So, on that note, uh, follow us everywhere and send suggestions and keep looking forward to some more MST3K-themed episodes. And stay thirsty for content, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) The Jacked Up Review Show can also be followed on Facebook on both the page and the group. 
Feel free to chat, leave questions, make requests for future episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for your various support, and we'll continue to entertain the hell out of you. Till then, take care. <laughs>